G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Our Monday update with the Australian Christian Lobby. And today, checking in with the ACL State Director for Victoria, Jasmine Ewan. We're going to talk about an ongoing campaign to remove the Lord's Prayer. We'll talk about a review of the operational aspects of voluntary assisted dying or euthanasia and engagement with the Victorian government and the opposition. That conversation is coming just ahead. We're 90 minutes away from talking about a review that could see the tax deductibility being removed for contributions to school building funds and the teaching of religious education. I'll tell you how you'll be able to have your say. That conversation is 90 minutes away. Then on Faith in the Future with Dr. Camille Majdali, our series is on Turkey's importance in the world. Today we're talking about Ottoman expansion. Engaging conversations ahead on this Monday edition of 2020. Well, on Monday, we check in with the Australian Christian Lobby on the political agenda for the week ahead. Jasmine Ewan is the ACL State Director for Victoria. Jasmine, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Good morning. It's good to um, be um, speaking to your um, um, listeners today. Jasmine, just before we get into some of those issues, and we'll get a bit of a focus on Victoria, that's your stamping ground, and you're responsible in so many ways for getting involved in the politics that's going on in Victoria. But you might have caught some stories of some random stabbing attacks over the weekend. And one of those was in Brisbane. Uh, Note another one on the Central Coast in New South Wales, uh, another one on the Gold Coast. But there was a a 70-year-old grandmother allegedly stabbed in front of her granddaughter and uh, tragically she died at the scene. And police have reportedly made uh, one arrest in relation to that incident. Uh, But just a quick note, in honour of this woman, her name was Vylene White, a retired school teacher, a wonderful woman of faith. And she was on her way, as reported, that afternoon on Saturday to a Bible study. Uh, Her family, they had made a special note of her faith in Christ, and many are concerned about the rising number of violent crimes happening in communities, not only in this particular instance, but all around Australia. Jasmine, at the ACL, you're constantly focused on the changing culture around us, and violence is one of those areas that seems to be increasing as we move away from our Christian foundations. I wonder if you've got a a thought on the changing culture. Yes, um, Neil, that is really concerning. Um, we definitely see a drift from God and um, the biblical teaching, and therefore our generation, younger generation, or um, uh, you know, a little bit um, older one, they are lacking of biblical worldview. Um, the Barna research actually show us that there is actually a decline in biblical worldview in each of the generation. And when people are departing from God and the biblical teaching, we see that there is a breakdown of absolute truth as well as the moral standard. 
there is actually um, no surprise seeing how our world become now um, um, nationwide as well as in other Western nations as well. Um, apart from um, the drifting away from God, we also see that there is a wide influence of um, social media as well as the use of drugs and alcohol, um, breakdowns of family, as well as education is um, another factor, as well as uh, weak law and order. Um, this crime, this armed crime kind of problem is also rampant in um, Victoria. We also have lots of um, stabbings going on um, in the community, as well as um, um, rob, uh, robbery, um, break-in robbery as well. Um, one of the problems in Victoria, um, for example, is the age of um, criminal responsibility being raised to 12 years old. So that is another concerning thing, and it will actually increase um, this kind of crime in our society. Interesting things changing so quickly. Uh, it's difficult to keep on top of all of the issues and give them all the amount of attention that each one deserves. But as mm. you say, uh, worldview being lost. Uh, some of our Christian foundations eroding dramatically. And what we're seeing, of course, is a rise in cruelty and violent crime and the weaknesses of law and order, which we're observing significantly. Now, it comes to a lot of the issues that you're working on and sometimes the issues that you're lobbying and campaigning in, Jasmine. Uh, these are the sorts of things that you need to maintain if you're going to get some semblance of those Christian foundations making a difference uh, in the harmoniousness of a society. One of those you're working on, of course, is the Lord's Prayer uh, in uh, in Victoria. There's some threat there to the Lord's Prayer in local councils. What's uh, what's your view of what's going on in Victoria? Yeah, so um, I'm sure you know that um, um, Premier Allen is actually responding to a fresh call to remove the Lord's Prayer from the Victorian Parliament. It has been a concerted effort in the past few years, not only in the Parliament, but also in the local council. So um, only not too long ago, the city of Borondara actually just voted to remove the prayer. So we all together have 79 council in Victoria. Um, out of this 79, we still have 37 council who are still reciting the prayer before they start um, their meeting, so which is still good. But what I see is that there will be continual push to remove the prayer. Um, so what we are needing to do is to find out the reason why they do so. Some waiting for a legal letter um, through the freedom of information um, to find out why um, they um, want to remove the prayer because um, there is a lawyer from the Morris Blackburn firm who is actually writing to the local council advising that, that, that the inclusion of the prayer was actually unlawful under the Victorian Charter of Human Rights and Responsibilities. And this is what she said. She said the charter requires the people have equal and effective protection against discrimination. People have freedom of thought, religion, belief, and opportunity. And that every person should have that right and opportunity without discrimination to participate in the conduct of public affairs. What she is implying there is that uh, the reciting of the prayer is a form of discrimination for those who don't share the Christian faith. But of course, we disagree of her will, and therefore I'm waiting to get that letter and see what they have to do in order to, um, you know, um, to work better with the 
local council as well as Premier Allen, the government in Victoria, um, to um, retain the Lord's Prayer in the Parliament and in local council. Well, there's likely to be a battle ahead. And interesting, isn't it, when there are calls for removal of the Lord's Prayer from our federal parliaments, uh, you might think that's one battleground to maintain the Lord's Prayer, but then there are those who are working in our state parliaments and then in our local councils. Uh, there are some challenging times ahead, and I guess for every community member who wants to maintain the Lord's Prayer in uh, all of these different levels of government, there's probably some time for action. Hey, let's move on because there's a lot of ground to cover. Uh, voluntary mm-hmm. assisted dying laws, there's a review going on in Victoria. What's the latest? So um, the latest is that we have a um, review. Um, the deadline is February 23rd. Um, so in our legislation that is passed in 2017, the law actually requires the government to conduct a review in five years' time, and that is now. So the review is on the website in engage.vic.gov.au. And the review, when you look at it, is actually on the operational side of things and not on the legislation itself. So what it means is that this review is looking into how the system can improve their um, procedure in terms of application, consultation, um, to approval. That is to smoothen some of the hurdles in between and maybe to also fast-track some of the application. Um, So we can be assured that at this stage, it is not about the relaxation uh, relaxation of any of the safeguards or regulations, so no change in legislation. But having said that, I would say this review is actually a tactic that the government used to um, push through some of the things that they want to change. For example, a telehealth um, access um, for people, especially in the region of Victoria, to um, apply for um, VAD easier and also to push for the lift of um, banning um, doctors to recommend VAD to their patients. So, in, in, you know, on the surface, this review is on operations, um, how they operate um, the whole system, but actually um, by gathering information and feedbacks from people who would like to um, push forth this kind of reform, um, once they collect those feedbacks, they will have enough and sufficient um um, excuse to say we want to give um, telehealth um, for, for people um, in the regional Victoria to access VAD easier and also allow doctors and nurses to recommend VAD to patients. So I would say this is one of the um, tactics um, perhaps the, um, the government is using. So, as you say, it's not as though someone's trying to overturn the legislation. The legislation's in place in Victoria, but there's a review on operations. And uh, from what I hear you saying there, it's a little bit like the government using the review as another opportunity to make the slippery slope even more slippery. And uh, that's a challenging thing for all of us when we think about the challenges that come with euthanasia. Hey, uh, let's move on. Uh, Victoria in general, uh, your engagement with the government under Premier Jacinta Allen and uh, the Liberal Party under John Pesuto, uh, the Australian Christian Lobby, uh, give us a little insight into into the sorts of work you do on a daily basis, just keeping in touch with and uh, contributing to the political conversation. 
Mm. I would say last year is a very fruitful year in terms of um, lobbying as well as connecting to the government as well as the opposition. Um, in the government's um, side, you know, we have a new premier, um, Jacinta Allen, after um, um, Dan Andrews resigned. Um, everybody said that she is more approachable, more open for conversation. Um, for my end, I would say yes and no. At least um, I sent her a congrega- uh, um, congratulating um, her um, for taking up the new role. And she actually sent me back a thank you letter um, before Christmas. Um, so there is um, something good there. And with the um, Deputy Premier Ben Caro as well, I met with his chief of staff last year to talk about um, education. And I also have a few correspondence with the Minister for Health about this um, VAD review as well. So there is um, good starting point there, good progress. But when you talk to them, whether um, they are open to listen to us on a very different um, value, um, I would say that um, probably not. Um, we listen to each other respectfully, but I don't think that there will be much changes um, that is um, supportive of our conservative values. Um, but with the opposition, there are more open door across the board. I was able to talk to um, um, John Pesuto, the opposition leader, for quite a number of times, as well as some of the others, um, MPs, both in the conservative faction as well as in the moderate faction. Um, so good things is happening there. Um, I could say that um, in most of the things that we concern about, let's say religious freedom, parental rights, um, they are um, on our side and they say that they are willing to defend that. And um, the meeting, the last meeting that I had with Pasuto was just two weeks ago. And we were able to get through some of the important things like um, the Lord's Prayer. And he, is, he, he says that he is really working into retaining the Lord's Prayer. And he says that he is concerning about the anti-valification law reform that is coming. And he will look into it. And he will um, be working with us on the conversion law review that is due this year as well. And apart from that, he is also um, against pill testing as well as um, he is not supporting the second injecting room in the CBD. So all these issues, um, it will still be in working progress, but I would say it's in a good working progress. So I can hear you say there are some positives, but there are also lots of negatives. And while there's a respectful relational listening, uh, there doesn't appear to be a lot of uh, activity in favour of the sorts of things you'll be lobbying for, uh, because I guess you need to have a grassroots uh, Mm. movement that happens on the ground in Victoria, where the people are speaking up loudly in those issues. That needs to happen more and more in Victoria, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. And this is why we are actually going to launch a three-year community education campaign And the first launch is this Saturday. So what I hope to do um, through this campaign is to raise awareness in the community about indoctrination in Victorian state school. Um, There is also to wake up the parents and the voters in the community so that to um, invoke change in Victoria. Um, The change that I'm looking um, into seeing is um, hopefully that is the 2026 state election and thereafter the change in school curriculum. Um, As I mentioned um, before, education is a core problem 
um, for our uh, younger generation as the um, changing culture in the society. So I'm really hoping that there will be more people, more Christians standing up to help us in this community education campaign. So many people shaking their head and wondering how Victoria has gone so far down a path of all of these anti-Christian views and principles and values that have been employed in the state. Uh, There are some challenging times ahead. A lot of that comes down to schools, doesn't it? And you've got your community education campaign launch uh, coming up uh, from the 10th of February. That's pretty exciting. And for Victorian listeners to get in behind that, that's going to be something significant. But, of course, uh, some of the core problems in Victoria around, you know, what you could call an indoctrination of children in schools. How do you see those sorts of things in Victoria? Oh, that is a huge problem. Um, It's not only in the recent years, but it has gone um, for um, at least two decades. So in Victoria, we have two um, concerning programs for school children that is respectful relationship and sexuality education. Um, the respectful relationship is actually more than teaching kids to be respectful, but is actually a slow and subtle brainwashing of children about um, gender and sexuality. Um, from teaching them that um, gender is a social construct that can change and evolve over time and to teaching them about gender diversity in the higher grades. Um, To be honest, the respectful relationship, they will have new content coming up um, that is to introducing the the preferred pronouns earlier, as early as to young children in grade one and even prep. And for sexuality education, um, if you go through the content, it is just concerning because it's pornography. Um, so in our school in Victoria, where we come down to this is because the um, state school curriculum has really focused on gender theory, identity politics, and politic, uh, political activism. And that is also why we see um, school children attending climate change um, protests, as well as the recently the pro-Palestine protests during school hours. And, and that is a huge concern. So um our education system and curriculum definitely need a change, but if we don't com- um, campaign and raise awareness in the community and there is no change in government and there is definitely no change. So definitely we need a change um, in 2026. 2026, that's the next state election and an opportunity between now and then to put that sort of pressure on politicians, whether they're in government or whether they're aspiring to as candidates in an opposition sense. Jasmine Ewan, wonderful getting your insights once again today and just uh, great to be able to bring something of a more specific focus, uh, just getting down into a little bit more detail of what's happening in the state of Victoria. Jasmine is the ACL State Director for Victoria. Victoria, you can connect with Jasmine and you can respond to some of those things we were talking about where you can have your say on the Australian Christian Lobby website, acl.org.au. The website is ACL, it stands for the Australian Christian Lobby.org.au. Jasmine, thanks so much for another great update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.